celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. You're in a giddy mood there, Judy. I am. I got my little kitty ears just flapping on my headphones. Oh, you got to see this. She, her headphones actually have ears on them, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. She she looks like... They're kitty ears? They're kitty ears. All this time I thought you were a mouse. No, my kitty. <laughs> kind of like a Halloween costume there. Do you have yeah. your Halloween costume on? Me, no. I have my dog's costumes ready, but I don't have my own yet. What are the dogs oh. going to be this uh, this year? Uh, my male Labrador is going to be a skeleton. Mm, a skeleton. And my fem- <laughs> glow in the dark. And my female is going to be an ER doctor. Oh, an ER doctor. Very cool. Yeah. Do you just take uh, your garb and put it on the dog? Since you're, uh, you're sort no, of a, I, no. I spend money and I buy them. Okay. Well, very fun. You should take pictures for us. We should put those on the website. Love to see those. Absolutely. Anyone who's dressing up their animals this year, send us pictures. Hi, Donna. How are you doing? Hey. Where are you? Missouri. Missouri. Missouri is home. And you are on with Dr. Debbie. What's going on in your life? Well, it's actually in my little doggie's life. She, uh... She's a 14-and-a-half-year-old German Shepherd Pitbull mix. So she's a senior gal. She uh, is starting to lose her teeth. And I was wondering if maybe a little more calcium in her diet might help. Hmm. My first question for you, Donna, is going to be, what do do her teeth look like and what do they kind of smell like? Because that's my first thought there. Oh, no bad breath. Uh very white for being 14. Uh, her vet can't believe that she is 14, but she really is, because I have all the vet records to prove it. Which particular teeth are you seeing that are um, uh, loose or coming out? The the back ones. The very back, the back ones. ones. Yeah, we just okay. had one removed uh, in May because it, it split. And, okay, uh, it was broken or it was yeah, like it, coming loose? No, it split. It broke. It cracked in half. Because okay. she's got this pit, pit bull mentality of, of that locked jaw thing, you know, and she has very, very strong jaws. Yeah. And she's always grown up on deer bones. Oh, there you go. There's the problem right there. And I was waiting to hear it, Donna. Really? Um, when we no, had dogs. They, they have, it, it's kept her teeth in very good condition all of her life. And, well, uh, I won't dispute that, but what I will tell you is chewing on bones cracks dogs' teeth. Ooh. And that sounds like what we have going on. So I don't know if I would make the trade-off for uh, avoiding dental care with feeding a bone that can cause a painful crack in a tooth. Um, right. And that is a very common type thing, and, and not necessarily in older dogs. This is something we see in young dogs that are fed, you know, those little... Um, the ham bones or even some of the really hard uh, thigh bones that you can pick up at the butcher. You know, we may think we're doing a good thing, but it definitely, they're stronger than the dog's teeth and they'll crack parts of the tooth off and leave that open pulp canal, which is open for infection Ooh. and open in causing pain. So that results in a sometimes very costly extraction or a root canal. So, uh, yeah, I would say rather than look at giving her a supplement of calcium, which isn't going to change that physical disparity between a bone stronger than the teeth, I would say number one thing is we need to stop that practice of giving her those bones. Yeah, what's something yeah. soft to chew on that's good for an older dog? I'm a 
fan of some of the really hard, if she's a big chewer, and a lot of dogs at that age aren't really big chewers, I would like to go with things like some of the Kong toys. And I do like um, some of the rawhides that are compressed rawhides, not the kind that are in strips or in little bones, but the compressed rawhides. So those can be good. I don't those. She doesn't. No, she never liked them. So, but I have found that the larger uh, dental bones for the larger mm-hmm. breed, like the like the uh, the big Newfoundlands and things like that, she enjoys those because it gives yeah. her something to do with her time. Absolutely, uh, I bet the soft plush toys don't last but five minutes with her. Right. Yep. So I'd say, yeah, let's take away those chewing bones and and maybe stick with more of the edible ones where she can get a little dental exercise and keep those teeth from cracking because ouch that is not comfortable this is dr debbie if you have questions about a dental problem or anything else veterinary related 1-866-405-8405 celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe this is animal radio and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And we're all refreshed from our vacations, especially uh, Dr. Debbie back from Idaho. How was your trip? Oh, it was great. Enjoyed the fall colors and got to see some uh, of the great part of the country that I don't see a whole lot. So it was great. And did you, you catch d- lots of fish? We uh, did, and I drank a lot of wine. It was a wine uh, dinner as well. <laughs> a wine fish experience. Well, good. So you're all refreshed and ready to answer some calls, right? Yes, absolutely. I believe we have Robert on the phone. one 405 8405 after Robert. Hey, Robert, how you doing? Good, thank you. Where are you calling from? Uh, right now I'm down in Savannah, Georgia, but I'm on the road. I live up in Pittsburgh, PA. We took in a stray kitten uh, this summer. It's, it's probably, when we picked it up, it was just weaned from its mother. It was taken away from its mother for his weaned. And, uh, well, she's good otherwise. We thought when she had her, we had her litter trained, but she likes to vary from the litter box. And don't want to use it all the time. That's no fun. No, it's not. It, 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 we're trying to figure out a way of breaking her that habit. And do you have any other pets besides your kitten? Uh, we have two full-grown adult cats. Okay. And how are they doing? Oh, they're fine. They they let the little thing tear them up. She jumps on, <laughs> bites them on the tails. She terrorizes them. Oh. <laughs> and how long have the other kitties been in the home? One's been with us for nine years. The other's been with us for six. Okay. And do uh, they do they seem to kind of take this newcoming kitten on with a, a sense of comedy? Do they kind of give them a little bit of a birth, or do they get upset and angry with the kitten? One minute they play chase with it, and it runs all through the house with them chasing them, or they're chasing it. And the mm. next minute they're growling at it and leave us alone. Okay. <laughs> it's just your typical kitten. You expect that from a kitten to terrorize. Well, it, I mean, it's just like it's the equivalent of having, you know, a bunch of five-year-olds for a birthday party and inviting yes. 80-year-olds along. And, you know, right. not that they can't get along, but they just, the 80-year-olds aren't going to dig it as much. So it's kind of the right. same thing in the cat world. So what do you feel is, like, your greatest problem right now? Just getting her to use the litter box consistently. She does it pretty regular, but then, then, then she'll slip up and she'll go and just squat right in the middle of the floor. We just want to break her of that. Okay. And is she doing piddling or is she doing pooping out of the box? Both. Gosh, double trouble it's, here. <laughs> yes, and, it does. It, it's not consistent, but she does it enough to get our attention. Yeah, yeah. That that certainly wakes up any uh, cat owner's eyes there. <laughs> and and oh, I'm yeah. going to ask you a couple things about your um, your cat's environment. Um, how many litter pans do you have in the home? We have two 
large litter pans. We're thinking about putting a third one in another part of the house just to keep them all satisfied. But they all seem to run downstairs to use the two downstairs. And, and do your, any of your kitties go outside or are they indoor kitties? The one goes, the six-year-old goes outside all, every day and once out and it fights us till we let it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the kitten, does the kitten stay inside or go outdoors? We're trying to discourage it from wanting to go outside. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. And is the kitty spayed or neutered? Uh, we haven't got her spayed yet. She's too young yet. She's not even three months old yet. We want to wait till she's at least six months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you got that luxury to wait, then absolutely, I'll agree with that. Now, a couple things that I'm going to tell you that we're going to really need to look at, and the important thing is in the cat's world, um, it's all about nonverbal communication. So uh-huh. the the young kitty is, you know, kind of wiry and active, and there's a lot of energy yep. there. So. There's a couple things as far as on the, that end that we'll talk about, but I first want to talk about the litter pan. And I definitely agree with adding a litter pan into the home and, and maybe even an additional one because the general suggestion for multi-cat homes is to have one more litter pan than you do cat. Um, and that gives them a variety of different options. And I'm a former cat owner, and I can speak from experience. I had two cats, and there was one litter pan that my one senior cat used, but the other cat was never really used throughout his whole lifetime. There was never a squabble about it. It was just non-verbally um, agreed upon. So that would be one thing. Um, I would also want to make sure that we really look at the cleanliness of the litter box, make sure uh-huh. that we are cleaning and scooping with those multi-cats. Um, that yeah. is important. The and then, what's that? If, if you don't, the odor will drive you from your home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is so true. And, and we're going to even look at the type of litter that you're using because not every cat, cat likes the same type. Some like the scoopable, some like the clay litter. And, you know, for others, you know, it's just a matter of just kind of giving them new locations. Now, with um, your young kitten, um, we really, I think the biggest thing is going to be giving some alternate locations because the senior cats might non-verbally not be allowing your kitten um, access to those or they, that he may not feel um, appropriate going there. So that'll be a big thing. And I would also, because your kitten's got a lot of energy, I'd want to make sure we give them exercise, activity, um, schedule playtime, um, so that we can hopefully kind of extinguish some of that energy so that your senior cats aren't maybe feeling the brunt of that. She does um, all and then, the, uh, the older cat has slept with my wife since we've gotten her. She won't leave my wife. She's attached to my wife. She wraps her paws around her neck half the time. Oh, kitten, she cuddles. Yes, and the kitten terrorizes her, chases her out of the bed, and crawls in the bed and lays down beside my wife. <laughs> now, and, and sometimes even for when we introduce a young kitten to an adult cat house, we also have to look at, you know, sometimes it's a matter of giving them a little personal space. So um, if you can't give her the bed because the adult cat's there, you know, we might want to give her some alternate place that is her own um, in somewhere within the home environment that is the kitten's area where maybe that's where the kitten sleeps. Um, or where we have special feeding. Um, that could be the particular area where your kitten really finds it special so that we might have less interaction squabbles um, or problems. If your kitty has just got a lot of energy and burning it off, um, you know, the senior cats uh, hopefully will kind of deal with that. Um, the other opportunity you can try is um, putting bells um, on a, a cat collar, and that kind of warns the older cats that the kitten is on the way and <laughs> gives them a chance to kind of get out of the because the, she terrorizes both of them and then and she goes nonstop all day 
Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Now, and you, you may not like what the other suggestion I have is for some young kitty combinations, it's sometimes hard to get the adult adults or the older cats to really accept this, you know, whippersnapper. Um, so sometimes I'll actually encourage people to get a similarly aged kitten. So whether or not you're thinking of that possibility, but sometimes that takes the dynamics and takes a little pressure off those older cats so that they don't have to kind of keep that energy up for um, the young kitten. Right. So I understand so good luck. There's a little kitten. She she she's not soft. She also has a biting issue. She, well, I say my wife thinks she's being mean, but it's affectionate because the whole time she's chewing on your hand, she's powering up a storm. Yeah, and that can be a displaced type of play. So it's going to be important that again we really work on getting that energy expended and and not to allow your kitten to use your hand as the biting um, source. So uh, get a toy in. Um, if she gets really nibbly at that time, I usually kind of do a little bit of a kitty timeout and I discontinue the play session at that time because we don't want to encourage that behavior and we don't want right. to reward human contact um, as that is a reward for the naughty behavior. So. Um, um, sounds like you've got a little bit of some challenges here with your little kitten, and uh, I hope some of the suggestions help you out there, Robert. This is Dr. Debbie at Animal Radio, one 405 8405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Can we get a fresh sweep here? The last sweep we have goes like this. This is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. I've had it done to me. It's not that. <laughs> We've run it into the ground. We need something fresh. Oh, really? I didn't. I don't really. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. I know you want the best for your pets. That's why you feed them the best food and you give them the best care. Your furry friends begin to slow down just a bit with age, just like we do. That's where Flex Pet comes in. It works for both cats and dogs. It's the best product with the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility. Flex Pet's the only one with CM8. In fact, Flex Pet has a money-back guarantee, the best one in the industry. Flex Pet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility, they offer an unconditional three-bottle guarantee. And there's no time limit like others who require 30, 60, or 90 days to return. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You won't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-END-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet. 1-800-END-PAIN. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? You've found it. Pet Sitting is becoming one of the fastest growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. 
The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. You're not going to use those on me there, Vlad, are you? Not you. 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, has just well, he's just taken out several peculiar-looking items from his pockets. They, they look a little dangerous, but I believe they're dog yeah, training. Like someone... <laughs> you hope there's something dog training related. I'm telling you, Bobby. I'm telling you that. And then, of course, you should see the scene in the studio right now. It's so idyllic. We have Judy, who's just cooing over her little baby chihuahua. And uh, the best seat. behaved chihuahua on earth. Yes. But you know what? And what before? You know, she was telling me how great is chihuahua is. And the one once I pulled those <laughs> tools, she's asking me she needs it for for her baby. You Let's know? just say she has her moments. Okay, I know what she's that not. Means. She's not perfect yet. What's her? What would you say is her worst moment? She seems to be very quiet. She seems to be sleeping every she's time sleeping, she's. But she has what I call a little Diablo moment. Her uh. little devil moment. She just you know it's almost like. Her head spins 360 degrees. Little things comes out, and she gets real nippy and just kind of wild for a second. Ah, uh, so. Vlade, you'll have to help us with that in a second. But first, uh, let's uh, hit the phones. I believe we have... Uh, who do we have on the phones with us? Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. i got to hit this button there. Okay. Hi. Who is this? This is Richard Abramson. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for taking my call. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Michigan. Oh, wow. A streak on Michigan calls. How strange and bizarre. You're on with Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, also from Michigan. Hey, Richard. How are you? I'm doing well, Vladi. Thank you for, for taking our call this evening. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, it's a second call today from Michigan, and I um, just would like to confirm and say again and again, I miss Michigan a lot, and even though I get to know my new state, but uh, it's very a lot of memories my you know in the past. And uh, thank you so much for calling and let me help to sort it out your problems with your pets. So wh- what is your problems? Yes, we have um, three Bichons and Maltese, and when we walk them and they see I other love dogs, go ahead. <laughs> um, they bark when they see other dogs and um, sometimes lunge at the other dogs, even though they're much bigger than, than them. And I was wondering how we can get them to stop doing that. So in other words, your dogs are barking and they have a problem, uh, Dr. Richard, to stop them from barking, yes? Yes, that's uh, correct. Yes. Uh, you know, once I spoke with one human psychologist, she kind of advised me to ask the clients who having the same issue to ask the question, uh, Richard, would you think you have some type of the problems also maybe with the humans to maybe respect your authority? It's quite possible. Yes. So, you see, it's a kind of very kind of uh, kind of line in correlation, Judy, yes, between those two issues. Yes, there is. Yes. So, uh, what I'm going to teach you today, Richard, to be the alpha male, Okay. So the alpha male says once. And after that, you have to deliver the consequences. Now, by the consequences, I don't suggest grabbing two by four or uh, AK-47 and such and such. Not a good idea. But, But the dogs learns in different way than the humans. Listen, people, let me explain you how the humans learns very quickly, how the dogs learns. Humans learns 
in three ways. By the consequences of their behavior, by the consequences of somebody's behavior, you know, and by imagination, by analogies. In Russia, we say just stupid people learn by the consequences of their own <laughs> behavior. Smart people learn by the consequences of somebody's <laughs> behavior or experience. Uh, dogs learn just in one way, by the consequences of their own behavior. So this is up to you to deliver motivational consequences. Now, if the dog barks, you need to do something to tell them, I, 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 I don't want you to bark. So I just have a two amazing toys for you to choose to pick. One of them by the name Pet Convincer. What it is, you push the button and just spray off the air. Very humane. Sounds like this. Oh, oh I didn't do that in my eyes. Jeez. <laughs> yes, yes, faking. It's, it a very, it's a great guy. And the second is some type of the air horn. It sounds like. Oh, oh. And that cleared it, out my ears. <laughs> <laughs> and what it will do, it will momentarily stop your Bijan's Maltese from whatever wrong they are doing. From that time, you will you will laugh and look at them and say, good girls, and maybe give them some piece of the cheese uh, or Polish cheese or American kalbasa, uh, vice versa, Polish kalbasa or American cheese. And basically give them a lot of motivations once they stop of barking. Now, this will address the symptoms of your problem. You want to eliminate the cause? Please, absorb that physical and mental energy out of your dogs by, doing the, by working with them routinely, two times per day. 30 minutes with each of them, uh, walking around, let's go, uh, just take them for a walk, do sit-stay, uh, down command, and such and such. Do you know, Richard, one minute sit-stay takes as much energy as one mile to run, your dog will definitely, you will collapse if you put the dog in the sit-stay position. Judy's right now sitting how many minutes? You're about to collapsing too. Yes, I am. I've been sitting here for quite a while. Exactly, next to your baby. <laughs> anyway, it's a second, a second story. Uh, she's so mommy, I just cannot watch that. Okay, and you're distracting me all the time. Okay, so, so I want you to do this uh, mental exercise with your dog by doing obedience training and absorb that mental energy out of its mind. I want you to do some physical activities with your pets by doing some physical exercises. Get your dog in the backyard or in, 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 the, in the basement. We have a Michigan basement. In California, you guys don't have it. You know, we have... <laughs> so, in other words, get them to run back and forth, back and forth. By the cat at the worst case. <laughs> Sorry. <Hey. laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. But get them to do something with their mind and something with their body. Get the physical and mental exercises. And by doing this, you will definitely will absorb all, all those negative energies. And from that time, you will be boss because you're going to direct those activities through the day. And when they do bad, use, please, pet convincer or air horn. Ooh. When they're bad. And when they're good, give them cheese or Russian kalbasa. Listen, Richard, I also would like to give you some gift. And listen, everyone who is calling today is going to give the gift from the Vladi. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, nice. Bottle of vodka? No, I guess not. No, we can't do that on air. No, no. They help confiscate all of them. But I'm going to send you the amazing product by company OxyFresh. This is the pet oral hygiene solution. You add to the dog's water. Great great products. I use it for my own dogs. You looked out. Time. Boy, you got a... Oh, it, wow. Thank you for the advice, and thank you for the products. That was wonderful. I really appreciate the advice and the help. Thank you so much Have for calling us. Thank you. Take care, folks. Thank you. Good night.
1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. It's uh, it's that time again for Race for the Rescues. That year went by fast. It really did. And, of course, it'll be at the Rose Bowl. I'm going to run again this year. Of course, I did. <laughs> okay. All that running? No, I, I tried. I started. I started. You I made it about 10 feet. My heart was in it, okay? Okay. But I had a lot of fun doing it. And uh, this year, a lot of great people are joining in again. Uh, from Greatest American Dog, you remember Laura and Preston? Yes, I do. They will be there. In fact, Laura's on the phone with us. Hi, Laura. Hello. Hello, how are you? Very well. How are you doing? Pretty good. We're doing great. What have you been up to? Oh, my gosh. Well, as you can tell, I've lost my voice. Well, <laughs> so why is that? Well, I don't know that. <laughs> I sound like a frog. So <laughs> oh, he thought it was just a sexy voice. Yeah. No, no, no. Preston and I have been so busy. We've been filming. We've been traveling. Um, I, I feel like we haven't really done anything. Um, we haven't breathed in, in about six months, so... <laughs> It's been amazing, but um, we yesterday we were filming a PSA for Rock the Vote. Oh, good. Um, trying to encourage everybody to form an opinion and do their research and get passionate about the upcoming election. Um, and then Preston's been traveling all over the country working with different rescue groups and animal organizations, and um, we've been having a blast. <laughs> now, is Preston a John McCain or an Obama? Preston is barking for Obama. Barking for Obama. <laughs> Yes, she's very passionate. <laughs> now, Preston didn't win Greatest American Dog, but she came pretty close. She did very well. Uh, is he depressed? or Not at all. Preston is thrilled that for 45 days he got to hang out with his mom uh-huh. and 11 amazing dogs. And, you know, we really we didn't go on the show expecting to win. And for me, it was just an opportunity to get away from my crazy entertainment you know, career and now you wanted this. Now we got to remind, got to remind listeners that you turned down an Ivy League scholarship to be to pursue a career in acting. So. I did, I did, I, and I and I love what I do. It's just you, you know how it is when you're working in in the film and television business. Your blackberries going off every two seconds, <laughs> and you're constantly driving around LA, sitting in traffic. And I mean, it's amazing. We have a, a really fun, um, wonderful lifestyle. But it was kind of nice to be able to shut down the blackberry and and not have to watch the news every night and just get to spend quality time together you know it after preston's been giving me his 100 percent the last six years of his life i thought um if anything you know he deserved to have my undivided attention for this opportunity so yeah well now his favorite toy is uh mr monkey man is that yeah. correct <laughs> still his favorite toy it absolutely is. Mr. Monkey Man has been Preston's best friend since he was about eight weeks old. <laughs> did, did he follow? Uh, does uh, does uh, do, do they hang out still? I guess is the question. Oh, they do. Preston, you know, he, he's not going to forget where he came from. <laughs> I don't think he has any idea what's going on, honestly. <laughs> Will uh, will he be there at uh, the Race for the Rescues? He will be. We're so excited. Lisa Young, um, I'm so inspired by her, and, and the Rescue Train has been doing so much amazing work the last couple of years, and I can't believe um, $150,000 I think they've raised. So this year, Preston and I are going to join, and we're going to actually be running with the kids um, because I don't think I could, <laughs> I don't know if I can do the 5K, but I figured Preston and I could run with the kids and in the 1K. And um, All the information's at the website, which is racefortherescues.org. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. And we will see you there. That sounds amazing. Thank you. I hope everybody listening, go sign up. And, and if you have kids, bring them out, bring the puppies. 
Um, it's going to be a great day for the whole family. And look for Laura and Preston. We have more Animal Radio on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Police in Springville, Utah, say a teenage driver lost control of her car while scrambling to capture her pet gerbil. While the 17-year-old was trying to catch her gerbil who had gotten out of his cage, she veered off the road, hitting a stranded truck hooked up to another truck with jumper cables. The impact pushed the two trucks together, pinning a woman in between. She suffered a broken leg, and a male co-worker helping the woman with her truck also suffered a broken leg. Neither the teenager or the gerbil were hurt, and no charges have been brought against her at this time, but I'm sure she's learned a valuable lesson. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is John O'Hurley. You're listening to Animal Radio. And remember, most importantly, please spay or neuter. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Hello, I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. Pet lovers have new proof that keeping a dog is the best thing you can do for kids' health, with a new Aussie study finding that the secret to winning the battle with the bulge is the family dog. While experts around the world debate how to fix worsening childhood obesity, the Deakin University study found kids who share a home with a dog were 50% less likely to be overweight or obese than kids without a dog, and Amazingly, it didn't even matter if they walked it regularly. The researchers found that even incidental play with a dog helped children keep the weight off because it got them off the couch or away from the computer. A California couple is hoping the person who kidnapped their tortoise, Butch, will have a change of heart and bring him home. Butch has been cared for by the Carl family in Cupertino for more than 60 years, being passed down as a priceless family heirloom. It's thought Butch could be around 150 years old, but he's still very sprightly, and they desperately want him back. Do you remember the new beauty technique I told you about in the news a while back, fish pedicures? Well, if you haven't already tried the so-called pleasure of having hundreds of small fish nibble away dead skin from your feet, you're too late. The Texas Department of Licensing and Regulation has banned fish pedicures, not because of any complaints, but on the grounds that using the same fish for all customers could result in infections. You might also recall that we told you here first about the dangers of having loose animals in your car. Well, a Grand Junction, Colorado woman has learned that lesson the hard way. Not only did the woman roll her car while trying to stop her two cats fighting in her lap, she also got ticketed for careless driving. Colorado State Police troopers say the swerving vehicle forced another car and a truck off the Interstate 70 and sent the cat-loving driver to hospital with serious injuries. Worst of all, neither of the two cats have yet been found. And a New York landlord allegedly came up with a novel plan to get rid of his unwanted tenants by letting the cat out of the bag. Actually, it was several cats, and they were all dead. Tenant Daisy Terry says the smell of the dead cats was so bad she had to hold her nose whenever she used the stairs, but rather than leave, she and the other tenants took legal action to safeguard their homes. Apparently the new landlord wanted them to leave so he could charge new tenants a lot more money. And lastly, a Florida student and his pet rat are looking for a new home after a safety technique went horribly wrong and ended with the rat dragging a flaming length of ribbon through the house.
David Stanifer of Titusville and a couple of his buddies decided to use some ribbon to attach bells to his pet rat, Amelia Earhart, so that she didn't go too far. Because they didn't have any scissors to cut it, they used a cigarette lighter. Moments later, a low-flying Amelia Earhart dragged the flaming ribbon through the building with the boys in hot pursuit. The rat was faster than they were, and by the time firefighters arrived, Amelia and the boys were safe, but the house had burned down. Stanford told police his parents are not going to be happy. That's our Pet News Wrap-Up. I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. For more information, go to pettalkradio.com.au. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at animalradio.com. It's my turn to hold the puppy. Uh, I'm never tired of holding the puppy. one 405 It's Animal Radio. And if you're a regular Animal Radio listener, you know I just put up a fight. <laughs> uh, Judy wanted this chihuahua for the studio, a studio chihuahua. I, did, I didn't want a yappy uh, dog around my ankles all the time. And the cats, you got the whole cat situation going on. Uh-huh. I didn't want it, but I got to tell you, I have fallen head over heels. I am smitten <laughs> for your ladybug. I can't get her away from you. I don't get to spend much time with her. Oh, she's uh, she's cute. She sits here right around my arms in a little sling, and whenever I uh, go out to eat or something like that, she'll uh-huh. go with me, or when I go to feed the other animal, whatever I do, she's there with me, and she's very quiet and very well-behaved. And you, You've been officially won over by the Chihuahua. I have. I found out, though, it may not be 100% Chihuahua. We don't know that yet. It, it still looks like a Chihuahua. It's uh, There may be a little rat terrier in it. So we don't know how big it's going to get. We don't know how long I'll be able to carry her around uh, in this uh, beautiful sling. But, uh, well, beautiful. She weighs, she weighs uh, 2 pounds, 14 ounces. Right now. Yes. Give her a few more weeks. <laughs> Let's move on. We I have, uh, I believe we have Charlie on the phones. Hi, Charlie. How are you doing? Hi there, how are you? Very good. What's going on with you? Oh, I'm good, the usual day. Yeah. But I have a little problem with my schnauzer. Okay. They tell us she has diabetes. Okay. And um, has she had that very long? No, in the last three weeks. We discovered oh, it goodness. three weeks ago. Okay. And how is she feeling? Is she sick? Is she um, having no, difficulties? She- now, now she's up and got the same energy she had before. We give her two shots a day of four units of insulin. Okay. How are you doing with that? Are you feeling comfortable? Because it's a big challenge for a lot of folks. Yeah, we're doing okay. And we just was wondering if the if the doctor's right that it would be forever. And her lifespan would be the same. She's seven year old now. Yeah. And um, what's your doggy's name? Texas. Well, the... Your veterinarian is correct in that dogs, once they're diagnosed with diabetes, it is a lifelong treatment. And, and this is a little bit different than what we know about people and, say, cats. Dogs are what we call type 1 diabetics, meaning that they're insulin dependent. And people and cats are type 2 or non-insulin dependent. So that means that for dogs, we're stuck with insulin, and that's pretty much the primary means that we treat. So for Duchess, yeah, you're going to be looking at twice a day 
insulin, um, you know, giving her those shots. And that is something that a lot of folks really are a little bit hesitant or have challenges with at first, but it becomes a routine and the dogs seem very comfortable with it. So um, it, it becomes a pretty uh, status quo type thing, very, uh, very easy regimen. But um, there are some other things that we'd want to make sure that you're thinking of and um, we'd want to discuss and things you can do, especially with a schnauzer that we're very concerned about is we're going to really be focused on diet. Um, so do you have her on a particular diet? Did they recommend a, a special diet for her? Yes, yes, they gave her prescription food. Okay, do you recall which, which type, type that was? DG might mean, I think I saw one that can, but no, I guess I'm not sure. Okay. Well, there are a lot of really good um, diabetic diets that help to keep the insulin and the blood sugar level regulated. And the basic idea is we want to feed diets that are high in fiber, and that helps to keep the the body's blood sugar kind of even throughout the day, and that can help make it easier to regulate our diabetics. So sometimes it's a little bit more expensive to feed the diets that are geared towards diabetics, but it can help make therapy easier and sometimes require less insulin. So, um, you know, diet is definitely a big thing here. Um, The other thing I'd really... The other thing I'd really keep in mind is we want to keep her in good, healthy weight because a chubby diabetic is harder to keep the diabetes under control. Um, so yeah. that also goes into uh, playing with a high-fiber diet, one that's low in, uh, low in fat, um, and that'll help in the long run. Um, so... Um, it is a bit challenging, and there are some challenges with specifically with schnauzers um, that we'll watch for. And uh, in addition to diabetes, we watch for some other hormone problems that they can get. And um, controlling diet plays a role with one of these, and that's a type of pancreas problem called pancreatitis. Yeah, so, she had um, that when she first got sick. That's when we found the diabetes. She got sick with yeah. that. Yeah. Exactly. And um, when we think of what the pancreas does, there's part of the pancreas that produces insulin and there's part of the pancreas that produces enzymes that help them digest food. And when the part that produces the enzymes isn't working, such as in pancreatitis, then that can actually cause a problem with diabetes. So yeah, and that's real common we see where a diabetic is diagnosed after that bout of pancreatitis. And uh, that's that's generally when we have a lot of GI problems, when they're vomiting and having diarrhea and they don't want to eat. Is that kind of what she had going on initially? Yes, initially she lost from 14 pounds down to 11 and a half. But now wow. she can't get enough to eat. She eat, wants to eat all the time. Right. So we restrict her to twice a day. And our question, I guess, was that the doctor really, I don't think he really answered it for us, is could it be not diabetes since she had that pancreatitis could be something she'll get over not too commonly um we can see sometimes in cats more of a um, temporary diabetes but in dogs generally once they got it they got it for good um so i would think you're probably going to be kind of stuck with that diagnosis um and be dealing with that on a lifelong basis now and you mentioned that that she's eating a lot right now and and generally with our diabetics we want them to eat a steady amount so once you get to where she's a bit more regulated um that appetite will hopefully go down and she'll level off in her weight where she won't seem so ravenous and like she can't get enough food to, to keep her going so mostly, Charlie, I think you're going to be looking at dealing 
someone with regular veterinary checkups, um, managing this diabetes, and getting to know what is working for your little girl and how to best handle this disease. This is Dr. Debbie at Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. It's Animal Radio. Your lucky devil, you. 1-866-405-8405. Coming up, Caesar Milan will be joining us. Woohoo! His brand new book, huh? Yes, a uh, member of the family. And he's kicked off his 100th show, his fourth season, on the National Geographic Channel with Dog Whisper. He's on the way. Also, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your dog behavior questions. And... Dr. Debbie, answering your vet questions. Bobby, what do you got coming up in the news? Actually, it's a caution from the American Veterinary Medical Association going out to parents of children under the age of five regarding exotic pets, and you might be surprised what they consider an exotic pet. Really? What 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 is considered an exotic pet in this case? Can uh, you tell hamsters. us? Hamsters. Yeah, hamsters, turtles. Those are exotics, mm. and uh, the Pediatric Association is joining in this warning. Okay, so if you have kids, you're thinking of getting a pet, and the one will be listening up. Coming up. Hi, this is Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at caninecaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. If you're a pooch that needs a unique gift for that special person in your life, OurDogHouse.com will give your human something to bark about. Paw on over and check it out today. Find out what all the dogs are howling about. OurDogHouse.com, where distinguished pups do their shopping. Whether you're an Airedale or a Yorkie or any breed in between, you'll find something to put your paws on. Drop by today and sign up for our free informative newsletter for dog owners. www.OurDogHouse.com it's Animal Radio, one 8405 I'm working hard on my new book. I figured, I figured 
Everyone Else is Writing a Book, So I Should Write a Book. I'm actually, I think the title of my book will be Everyone Else has Written a Book, So Here's Mine. <laughs> Vlade, you're probably working on a book. You have a lot of good tips that you can put together and compile into a very informational book, sure, I bet. Sure, sure. I'm working on, uh, on one very interesting book. I just don't, don't know how to name it. Or I have a two di- one dilemma, or to name it, <laughs> ending the Cold War with your dog, or pe- people are crazy, dogs are okay. Hey, I like both of those titles. <laughs> yeah, those, those are tough ones to choose from. And one of the chapters of that book is, uh, because I'm trying to draw constitution, canine constitution, to show my clients that dogs do not accept the American constitution. And the, a lot of behavior problems in the households exist because we don't understand their rights. We don't understand their culture. Okay, so if you were going to draw a constitution for the dogs, what would it be? What would it sound like? What would it be? Okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay, it's going to be opposite what you used to believe. Okay. Number one, no democracy. No democracy. Number two, no equal rights. No equal oh, rights. Number three, no every puppy is created equal. Oh, puppies aren't created equal. Okay. No. Number four, no, no such a things as no puppy left behind. No, no puppy left behind. No such thing as that. No, okay. Next. Boy, this is the opposite of yeah, what we exactly, believe. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> now that's what probably you will approve. No breed discrimination. No breed. I like dis- that one. Yeah, I like that, yeah. Yes. No sex discrimination. Okay. Very good. Keep going. No welfare. No welfare. <laughs> okay. Yes. And uh, I also I also put together some amendments or create, I would say, I, I created Bill of Rights, which oh. comes together with Constitution. Okay. And let me tell you a couple of points out of it. Okay. Who start the fight? That one is the right who starts the fight? That one is the right. What does that I mean, Vlade? It. Yes. Yeah. it means whoever starts the fight in the Kenyan culture, that one, that one is the right. Okay. <laughs> May not be true, but uh, you know that's sort of. It's like a Russia started war. Uh, excuse me, uh, Russia started war with Georgia. So yes. Basically, Russia is right according yeah. to the Kenyan culture. Okay. Wow. In and the Kenyan culture, the the one that starts is right. And okay. uh, who win all fights will win all rights. That one is the I understand that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So uh, it's going to be a very exciting book. And one of the chapters also will call Democrats, Pet Owners versus the Republican one. That's hilarious because both of them give me a hard time in a different different direction. You have to read it to believe it. But I put it down. Boy, it's all my experience. Ten years I'm doing it in America. You just remember us when that book is a bestseller, okay? Yes, I will. I maybe will invite you uh, maybe for lunch in a Russian restaurant. Maybe have some vodka with you and remember the time when I was uh, you know just you know poor Russian dog trainer sitting in your office and just doing some shows with you don't worry I will never Russians never never forget and never change their friends or enemies Ooh. I like to remember you that I, w- I really would like you to remember that but I say Good to know. one 405 If you want to talk to Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexen. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. 
This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And I'm still working out. Tomorrow morning is the big race for the rescues. You've and been training quite a bit, haven't you? Well, you're so about a block now. <laughs> you know, thanks. I, I, I thought I was really doing good. Last year, of course, that's about how far I went. I did the, what, did I do the 5K last year? What did yeah, I do? Yeah, you looked at the 5K. That I looked at it really it. good. There, yes. I watched a lot of people run that 5K, and they did a great job, and of course, uh, raising money for the uh, seven or eight rescues that sign up every year and join us with this. Of course, Jane Lynch will be back, and our friend, the very multi-talented Dave Shelton is joining us. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? I am great. How are you guys? Very good. Now, are you going to run? You know, I was really thinking about it, and I go, <laughs> if I had four legs, I'd probably do a lot better. Ah, yeah. we planted ourselves at the finish line, and we saw that as soon as the dogs came by, they looked like they were just ready to begin. The, the humans were sweating. They, <laughs> they they barely made it across the that line. That doesn't surprise me, considering the way the humans look these days. The animals look back and going, come on, I'm not just looking back because I like you. <laughs> I'm ready to finish, and you're panting and sweating like a, like a storm. And it's like, I'm ready to eat. Do you have any animals at home? No, I have over the years, but uh, where I live now, they don't allow animals, unfortunately. But I'm going to be moving soon, and then I'm going to be getting dogs and cats. Okay, dogs that, that and was, yeah, that was my suggestion. Move. Yeah, that, <laughs> and that should be the criteria for finding a place. I have stuffed animals. Does that help? Yeah. You know? Well, you know, I started with a chia pet, which was a low-maintenance pet. I did kill it, though. It was a... Oh, see, that's sad if you kill a chia pet. Yeah, yeah. As long as it didn't look like Homer Simpson. No, this was uh, long before Homer Simpson. Uh, oh, okay, that's great. When, you know, they still came out with things like the clapper. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, now you're dating yourself. Yeah, I was going to say, we're all dating ourselves. <laughs> you see, I thought you were a younger guy, so I figured, well, you would, what, what would I you am, know the clapper? I am 50 years old, surprisingly enough. Wow. Whoa. Wow, you are a very, very young 50. Oh, thanks. I don't think I've ever grown up. Yeah. So okay. what, are, what are you doing these days? Tell us. Oh, I am so busy. I've uh, Speaking of animals, yes. a lot of the things that I am working on are animal-related. I have a new kids show coming out called Snuggie Bear and the T-Shirt Kids. Very cool. And there are live sort of walk-around costume characters. I call it a show for baby boomers and their grandkids. <laughs> and Sage Ryan Campbell, who is also going to be at the event with me, she is one of the stars, and she's from movies like I Heart Huckabees, Warner Brothers Believers, Daddy Daycare. She actually even did an Entourage episode where she saves a horse. Oh, wow. wow. She's 12 years old, isn't she? She is 12 years old. Going on thirty. Yes. <laughs> she is probably smarter than half of LA, ah, which that's may scary. or may not be like an oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she is. She's wonderful. She's also going to be doing a bunch of movies with us. So I've got that coming out, and it would take forever to tell you who was in it. I've got a couple of horror movies. I wrote actually a dog movie called Keep That Dog Alive, based on an actual true story that involved me. And you want to hear it? Yes, I do. Okay, a woman from our church who was like 90 years old, I seem to have been the only one that could relate to her dog. It was the skipper key. Uh -huh. And, I mean, I had gone down with the Red Cross to do animal rescue as well as, like, human rescue. So I was part of Rita and the Katrina group. Uh-huh. And I got to see so many cool animals. 
so anyway, so in that spirit, she wanted me to kind of take care of her dog. She passed away and left me in the will wow. to take care of the dog, contingent on I live in the house until it goes into probate, because mm. they didn't want the dog to move anywhere sure, else. Sure. Mm-hmm. I was there for two years. Wow. <laughs> and then finally, the house went into probate, and we were able to find a home for the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But in the meanwhile, this dog was the most mischievous dog since <laughs> since even Benji, and it was just crazy. It would steal my friend girlfriend's purses, bury him in the backyard. They wouldn't find him for weeks. Wow! Uh, it would escape from the vet and start running down Olympic Boulevard. Jeez. Right in traffic. Yeah, and I'd have to go chasing it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to write a movie. Yeah, I was going to say, this has got to be a good muse. It's, for a, it's your- a very cute story. I can't go into too much about it, but let's just say it's like Benji meets Don Knotts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Will Sage be a part of that? Sage is going to uh, be a little part of it. I'm going to have to write her in a bigger part. But she and I are doing five movies and three television shows together, so I think... That's enough. Yeah, she but was she an I Heart Huckabees, wasn't she? Yeah, she played Mark Wahlberg's daughter. Yes, yes. And very talented. she was incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, she's got a new girls group called Pinky Swear, uh-huh. uh, which is getting a recording contract. They just finished their first CD. She's going to be a, a co-producer in my company. And it's so funny because people go like, why are you putting a kid in your company? And I go like, because... They know kids better than anybody. Yes, absolutely. They know adults, too. They know a lot. Yeah, they are not given enough credit. I think people forget when they reach a certain age and become cynical that they forget, hey, they were kids once. Yes. Uh And we're trying to bring that back with positive attitude stuff and and show that everything is TMZ and evil and, and that, you know, kids have amazing minds. Absolutely. Good good stuff. We're going to actually, since you have so much going on, we're going to link to your website so people can learn more at animalradio.com. And, of course, the race for the rescues tomorrow at the Pasadena Rose Bowl. Which we are so looking forward to. And, and I think I might run. I actually might. Okay. Well, if you're there, we'll be there at the finish line. Please uh, come on over and say hi to us, okay? I definitely will. And there's going to be, we're going to be contributing a, an original production print that's actually drawn by me from Ooh. the show and Sage and I signed it so we're going to contribute that to the auction very cool and then we're going to be signing probably at some point during the morning as well and if you're not up to racing go there and look for dogs they're going to have some available oh, dogs yes, yes up for adoption, adoption oh, yeah. I gotta tell you if you knew Sage she is like an animal magnet as much as me uh-huh. she has right now two dogs six cats three Rabbits, a couple of hamsters, fish, and I think some stray lizards living in the backyard. Okay, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna try to raise her on the phone here in just a couple of minutes. Here, is that okay with you, Judy? Okay, okay we're gonna find out about her whole farm of animals there. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, the rescuetrain.org is the website for the rescue train. Dave, we appreciate you spending time with us today. It was my pleasure. I'm looking forward to, uh, forward to seeing you guys. We will see you soon. You got it. Take care. Bye. <laughs> is Animal Radio Network. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stand strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal people 
is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a non-profit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pets. It's Animal Radio, one 405 Now, we're going to do news with Bobby Hill. You're reporting from San Diego, and I understand there, there may be a flyover. What's going on down there? I, I don't mean to freak you guys out, but the Blue Angels are in town. These are good things, right? Blue Angels these, are good. It, it is the sound of freedom. Okay. And thankfully, it's very loud because I'm not that far away from the tarmac. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so if while doing the news, you hear a, a, a jet fly by. Strafing run. Yeah, that's nothing big. Don't worry about it, no, right? No worries. No worries. We're all good. It's all this good. Is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Three rare white lion cubs have been born near South Africa's Kruger National Park. The number of white lions being born in the wild has dwindled significantly over the last 16 years. The news of the latest births were announced by the Global White Lion Protection Trust at an event in London on Friday. And for the first time in more than 25 years, captive-bred black rhinos have been released back into the wild in Kenya. Experts hailed it as a landmark step for African wildlife conservation. Black rhinoceroses were once widespread throughout Africa, but in recent years, those huge-horned creatures have suffered dramatic declines, thanks in part to poaching and loss of habitat. Here in the U.S. of A., after a week of hard work, Humane Society workers from San Diego headed home last week. While assisting victims of Hurricane Ike in the Galveston area, the 12 staff and volunteers did a tremendous amount of work that included assisting with the admittance of 715 animals, transferring 184 animals and 54 reunions. They completed 123 welfare checks in the field, fed in place 78 dogs, 68 cats, and three others. We don't know what the others were. They rescued two dogs from dangerous situations and transported 12 animals from shelter to shelter. Volunteers in all clocked in a total of 1,146 hours. And good news for pets. There is a new $4 million luxury pet hotel just open north of London, located on three and a half acres on the edge of a green belt in Enfield. The site has 29 cat rooms and 59, 55 dog rooms. The owner said, quote, 
I've owned this land for years. In fact, my house was on the site, which spans three and a half acres. I had a vision of opening a great hotel for pets, so... I got planning consent for the hotel and demolished my home. And quote, they've hired a staff. This is a pet lover. Hired a staff who have a great pedigree. Wow. No pun intended. And they are amongst the best in the business. The six staff members in total are always on duty. Someone somewhere is awake throughout the night. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. You can get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. Vlad is talking about writing a constitution. Is that the kind of constitution you're talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about the canine constitution. That's not like going to the bathroom. You're talking uh, like a, uh, like uh, like what we have as Americans, the American constitution. Exactly, and it's kind of funny, but it's very serious because uh, I believe uh, we have so much problems with their pets in this country because it's more like cultural conflict. I think we don't understand their culture, and their culture is completely opposite. Uh, to the American culture. Mm -hmm. So I try to help the people to draw American constitution to create their own Bill of Rights in in their culture. So, you know, give the people so they would uh, read it and make the conclusions. Oh, okay. So you're going to tell us a little bit about your constitution, your idea of a dog constitution coming up in today's show, right? Oh, you got to, I mean, stick around, people. You you, you cannot miss that. Also this hour, we're going to turn you on to the food that our studio cats and dogs are eating. It comes from from AFS, and I have free samples for everyone that calls 1-866-405-8405 this morning. The original dog whisperer, Caesar Milan, joins us, as well as Park Overall. If you have any kind of funny bone, you'll love her. And party animal, Vinnie Penn. It's all on Animal Radio this morning. Don't go anywhere. This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Talk to Dr. Debbie. She's back from vacation. She's fully relaxed and ready to answer your questions. Also, uh, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Bobby Hill with the news. Vinny Penn with, uh, well, you know, he's the party animal <laughs> around here. What, what does he do? He yeah, gets paid uh, for this. She gets paid well. Do you know, uh, Dr. Debbie, what Vinny Penn does around here? I, all I know is he's a, he's a joker. He is a joker, pretty much. And he gets paid for that. <laughs> Did you see uh, Greatest American Dog? Did you watch that? I caught some of it. Yeah, I didn't get to see the full series, but it was amazing. I mean, those dogs, I, you know, I would love to say my dogs could perform that well, but no. <laughs> we all would like to say that. Uh, pretty talented animals. One of the, the people that got eliminated early on was Laura and her dog, Preston. And uh, do we have Preston coming on, or is it Laura? Who's coming Laura's on? Laura's coming on. Laura's yeah, I couldn't on. get a hold of Preston. Uh, you know? <laughs> he was a little bit... you got to uh, go through his agent and everything yeah. now. Uh, they'll be on. Hollywood. It, it really is Hollywood. That's what happens once you get on one of these big reality shows. It's really unobtainable by the Joe Schmo like me. So Laura will be on with us just a few minutes, right? Yes, she's coming up. one 405 8405 I believe we have Cheryl on the phone. Yes. Hi, Cheryl. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from? Savannah, Georgia. Beautiful, humid Savannah, Georgia, right? 
Very warm, yes. <laughs> okay. You are on with Dr. Debbie. Hey, Dr. Debbie. Well, hi. How are you today? I am good. Um, I was actually calling on behalf of my mom. Um, she has two male cats. Um, older, they have been neutered, but one has recently started spraying. Okay. And I thought maybe something was wrong with him. She seems to think that he's just upset that there's some construction going on around the house, and so he's doing it for attention. Okay. But I thought that maybe there's a problem with him. I mean, you know, he's at least six years old. They've been neutered, and, you know, he just started doing this. And did you say this is a boy cat or a girl cat? Boy. All righty. And do you know, the, like, the situation when he's doing this? Is he um, spraying on walls, corners, or is he going in certain areas of the home? She's never seen him done it, do it, but um, she said it's been on the wall in the living room, and he recently has started doing it in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. Oof. That's unpleasant. <laughs> and and um, has he's never had any kind of health problem as far as any kind of urinary infection, anything like that in his background? No, he's overweight. That's it. Okay. Oh, well, gosh, 80% of the dogs and cats in the U.S. are overweight, so that's a, <laughs> that's a problem. Um, as far as, uh, do you know, are the kitties indoors? Do they go outside at all? Indoors. Indoors. Yeah. Okay. Well, some of the different situations when, when we have cats that aren't used in the box that we really got to look at is we got to get basically in the mindset of the kitty and look at it from their eyes. Sometimes it, it is a um, behavioral problem. They're either marking territory, they are basically communicating with other cats in their midst. So that's a possibility. And there's, you know, there's a possibility we could be having a medical problem. Um, commonly we see urinary infections, uh, sterile cystitis, we see st- Stones, um, even things like diabetes and, and kidney problems, which will cause cats to urinate excessively, and they'll start to go in other areas. The one thing that you said is that if he's if he's urinating on walls or on corners, that's kind of more of like a spraying or marking behavior. So we'd really have to look at some of the behavioral things going on in the home. And um, you know, if they're strictly inside, um, I always look or in, in the immediate environment, check the outside area, see if we have feral cats, neighborhood cats that are in the area, which might be visiting them. Uh, and they can see visually through a window. Um, in many cases, we need to really take those things into, into mind with our indoor kitties, close blinds, um, keep visual access away because it's basically a chronic frustration for indoor cats if they see those cats or smell them through the doors. So I'd uh, definitely want to look at that. Um, and the other things that we'd look at is the litter. Um, cats are just as picky about their litter as some people are their shoes. <laughs> so we need to look at the litter substrate, um, whether it's a clumping litter. Um, some cats prefer clay litter. Um, and mixing that up and trying different things. Um, The other thing is that when we look at litter pans, we want to have generally one more litter pan than per cat you do in the household. So I would look to make sure we have three litter pans somewhere within the home environment. Um, Because if not, um, sometimes cats have nonverbal communication and they will um, choose to go elsewhere uh, if they cannot get to their litter pan. Um, Another common problem I see with litter pans is we as humans like those little covers that go over the top of them, but cats don't always dig them, and um, it will really drive them to go elsewhere and to to mark or to urinate elsewhere. So um, if you have a lot of covered litter pans, take the lid off and give that a try without that. 
Um, and then certainly we want to make sure that, you know, we look at, um, you know, any, any potential health problems. So if, if your mom hasn't taken the kitty in for a urinalysis or a urine check, I, I would really make sure that we do that um, because we don't want to miss a medical problem. Um, and go down that behavior pathway um, and, and make sure that's dealt with if it's appropriate. Um, okay. And, and there are some, you know, other things. Um, has she tried any types of remedies or any kind of medications, anything along those lines? No, she thinks it's his personality. He's upset and he's doing it <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, some cats, you know, they can be difficult, they can be challenging, and I was fortunate, when I had kitties, I never had to deal with this, but my heart goes out to people who have to deal with cats that spray, because as much as you love your kitty, um, there's certain limits you have to have in your household. Um, so if, you know, all these other things are addressed, you know, sometimes we'll actually turn to chemical help um, or drug therapy for cats that have behavioral-related spraying. Um, and, and there's some good different options out there. Um, um, uh, things and and I know the uh, clinic cats. We've had some experience with one of them um, with uh, Prozac or fluoxetine. Um, there's several different behavioral meds which we can consider for cats um, to try to help them in managing their anxiety and their spraying, um, as well as some other types of natural things like pheromones, which we can use in the home to help kind of bring the anxiety down a little bit and hopefully help them cope with some of these inner cat type issues. Um, so I've given you a lot to think about there. Has that been of any value for you there? Oh, definitely. That gives me some ideas to pass on to her. I appreciate it. Okay. And then certainly, you know, make sure that we check that litter pan. Um, don't use ammonia in your litter pan or in the areas where you're cleaning. Um, so we want to make sure that, because that actually attracts urine to those areas. So, um, keep that litter box clean let's keep our kitties happy and uh, good luck to you cheryl and to you and your mom uh, let me know how things turn out for you this is dr debbie if you've got a question for me give me a call at animal radio 1-866-405-8405 you're listening to animal radio you can learn more at animalradio.com log on learn more dogs or cats horse or emu A woman who took her family to visit the Maritime Aquarium in Norwalk, Connecticut, has filed a claim against the city because her one-year-old son stepped in dog feces outside the Maritime Garage. Kelly DeBrocky seeks $100 to cover her son's $54 shoes she bought at StrideRight and $50 to cover the money she spent at the aquarium. Quoted in the Stanford Advocate, DeBrocky said, The incident ruined the child's shoes and the entire outing. I was just really skeeved. I thought the whole thing was disgusting. City attorney and dog owner M. Jeffrey Speyer has denied the claim, although he doesn't deny the incident probably happened. He said he often had the same thing happen while mowing his grass, and he didn't think it should have ruined the whole outing. The city's official response? Poop happens. He added that if anyone should be able to understand that, you'd think it would be the mother of a one-year-old. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. 
ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. I know you want the best for your pets. That's why you feed them the best food and you give them the best care. Your furry friends begin to slow down just a bit with age, just like we do. That's where Flex Pet comes in. It works for both cats and dogs. It's the best product with the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility. Flex Pet's the only one with CM8. In fact, Flex Pet has a money-back guarantee, the best one in the industry. Flex Pet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility, they offer an unconditional three-bottle guarantee, and there's no time limit like others who require 30, 60, or 90 days to return. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call Flex Pet now. You won't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-END-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. Flex Pet, 1-800-END-PAIN. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Hi, I'm Vladdy. Let me introduce to you the ultimate solution to your dog's health. AFS, the new concept in the pet food. Free range, freshly harvested High-grade natural ingredients, it is the real food for the real pets. Are you tired of allergies, diarrhea, unhealthy coat, and bad breath? Here is the solution. Visit AnimalFood.com. AnimalFood.com. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. He's on the phone? He's on the phone, the one and only. Oh, very good. Hey, Caesar. Caesar, hey, guys. how are you good, doing? Good topic. Spain and neutered. Oh, well, of course. We're always talking about it. It's so important. You know what's funny is we get a lot of calls. People call in and say, I have this behavior problem. I have that behavior problem. And they expect some kind of solution. The first question we ask, are they spayed or neutered? Many times they're not. Many people don't realize that you really can't train your animals if they're intact still. Well, it's a frustration, you know, that happened to the brain, obviously the body, that they can lead to unwanted behavior and a dog not cooperating and, and, and listening properly. You know, so that's something to take in consideration, the psychological aspect of spaying and neutering, you know, and then the uh, the physical, that we can unfortunately develop prostate cancer. Do you work with intact dogs or do you request that they get them altered before you work with them? Well, I'm always about spaying and neutering, you know, so uh, definitely if a dog has an aggressive issue, I, I don't neuter him right away. What I do is I rehabilitate him, you know, send him into a, a good state of mind, then I... 
I suggest, you know, the owners, look, it, it, it will be a good time right now to neuter the dog because by the time you rehabilitate the mind, then neutering him, and you know, if he's a male, that only intensifies the submissive state. We're with uh, Cesar Milan, 1-866-405-8405. We normally take calls from listeners, but in just a couple of seconds, I'm going to put Judy on the line. I think she needs her help. I don't think she's willing to admit it right hey, now. Hey, wait a minute. You're putting me on the spot but, here. But first, I want to talk to you about the new book, which uh, came out, A Member of the Family. Mm-hmm. What's the new book about? The, the new book is, well, it's... it's I think what is new about the book, I know what is new about this book, that it is a more detail-oriented, which most of my, my, my viewers and, you know, the people that, that love what I do uh, wanted to find out, okay, so if I go to the shelter, how do I do it? I know, you know, it's good to rescue dogs from a shelter, but I want to know the step-by-step. So, th- so that, that is in the chapter, you know, how to choose a dog based on energy and based on your family. And more important, you know, if, if it's, this dog is going to come to a family, that the whole family understand the concept of, you know, uh, fulfilling the life of a dog. Because what has happened, you know, and, and my experience is that they make a decision, an emotional decision, let's go get a dog, but nobody is psychologically say, okay, this is what we're going to do all of, that, all of us together, you know, once the dog arrives. So we're all going to be pack leaders, not just mom, you know, all of us. Uh-huh. And so it's, it's, it's to really become, you know, understand the concept of becoming a unit instead of the dog you know, becoming separated from the rest of the pack members. I, I often come to people's home where the dog is overprotecting the mother, was overprotecting the father, and that's because, you know, the, the, rest of the, the rest of the pack members or the family members don't practice any activities with the dog. They live with it, but they don't practice any activities with the dog. And it, it really takes the whole family. You know, we get calls, people call in, and they, they ask about these very similar problems that you're talking about, and they say, well, Caesar, Caesar can cure it in a half hour. And they don't realize that's not really the case, is it? Well, life doesn't happen in a half hour. Life happens in repetitions of pattern behavior. You know, so definitely you can learn from, you know, amazing people out there, you know, that can tell, you know, if you follow this strategy, uh, you can lose weight. If you follow this strategy, you can save more money. But you have to repeat it on a daily basis. You know, what I do is I show people the possibility that their dog can not, you know, it doesn't have to be anxious, doesn't have to be fearful, doesn't have to be insecure. But in order for the dog to stay that way, they have to maintain the, the formula or the strategy that I, I just, you know, teach them how to do it or tell them, how, you know, how it can be done. Mm-hmm. Our friend Cesar Milan is with us. Judy has a brand new Chihuahua against all my requests <laughs> and pleas. She went out and got... But let me say, it was before the movie, re- she went to a rescue. Went to a rescue. She rescue. went to a rescue and rescued a Chihuahua. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's a uh, it's you know they're, they're they're pretty demanding dogs. In what way? Well, we have Chihuahuas at home. Do you? Yeah. Well, I, I had to close the studio door. She's in my office next door, and the minute I get out of her eyesight, she's in there crying like crazy. We hear about this all the time. Please tell us how can we help ourselves and the listeners. About the anxiety bar or, or what? The yeah, about the separation. I can't, if I get out of her eyesight, she cries. She has to follow me. I can't walk out of my office for a second. I, you know, anytime I move around my office or go to the other side. She's she, very attached. She's very to attached. Duty. And, and how long have you owned her? I mean, how long have you had her with you? Uh, just about three weeks. Three weeks? And, uh-huh. and, and the relationship, uh, how, how do you start the relationship? Because they get this information based on how, how we start the relationship. You know, I rescue dogs all the time, uh-huh. and I make sure, you know, that, that I teach the concept right away about you're going to follow me, and then I can detach myself from you. Mm. You know, so I teach that concept right away because it's unnatural to a dog to detach himself from his back. That's, to me, one of the hardest things for a dog to learn. You know, roll over, give you five, that's the, 
piece of cake, sit down, lay down, all that stuff. Uh-huh. But for a dog to learn to detach himself from a pack member is really difficult. That's why we have to convey that right away. And that's something that I, I do mention in, you know, in the book because that's, to me, one of the most difficult things that people go through is, you know, uh, my dog whines or my dog cries or my dog, you know, destroys the house when I, when I walk away or when uh-huh. I move away. And that's because it's not natural for them to be alone. But that it, well, that's what we have to, you know, teach that concept right away. Do you have a quick fix for me? Just it, it's nothing is quick fix. You uh-huh. know, obviously you have to condition your dog and, and start with the uh, concept at home. Let's say you are in the living room and you tell a dog, okay, you stay in that corner, I can move into this corner. You know, and then eventually you put a dog in, you know, let's say in the living room and then you go to your bedroom. Uh-huh. Well, your dog can't follow you around, which is the nature of a dog to follow you around. You're in the, you're in the restroom. The dog is right there. You follow? <laughs> so are, are you watching us it. here? You must, you must be watching what's going on with my house because that's well, exactly what's happening. It's, it's a typical behavior and people uh-huh. don't realize that, that that is a great opportunity to teach a dog to detach themselves from, you know, they wait until they actually close the front door uh-huh. to practice detachment. So you can practice that at home in a small, you know, small uh, uh, sessions. Well, how do I get her to stay in the living room while I walk down the hallway? Well, uh, first of all, the exercise, you know, get the dog tired so the mind can actually understand the concept better. Uh, you know, exercise uh-huh. first so you have a, a body that is tired and then the mind is ready. Okay, so what do I do now? You uh-huh. know, they're always looking for direction. And then you get a leash, you know, and, and because the dog is going to uh, um, follow you. Right. And you bring him back, and you, set in, and you settle the dog there. I don't know what kind of discipline ritual that you agree with or know about. And then you send the dog back to the place that you want. And so it's going to be repetitions, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, and so the, the point is, is to be patient and, 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 to, and to be consistent until you accomplish what you want. Once they get it once, that's it. They understand the concept, you know. So um, I don't, not a lot of people don't use leashes inside the house. They only use leashes outside the house. Uh-huh. But you can use the leash right away so it can help you and give you access right away to guide the dog back. And never take it personal. Never get frustrated. Never get, you know, uh, never... never uh, Forget to be only in a calm, assertive state because animals only follow that energy. Frustration and anger and laziness, they don't follow that energy. Only mm-hmm. humans follow that energy. Mm-hmm. Now, when I put her and I make her stay with the leash, do I want to bribe her? Do I want to give her a toy or a treat? Or do I want her to learn without that that she has to stay? Well, you, you can do a combination, but you give, you give anything after she learned the concept. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, not because she's sitting there and, and, uh, and you're saying, stay, good girl, don't. No, you you give the good girl once you once you go away and come back, then you reward the behavior. I got it. Mm-hmm. You okay. follow? I do. I do. I understand. Yeah, and then she under okay. So humans can actually detach themselves from me, I especially when we rescue dogs from shelters. You know, they're they're a lot of times they're lost mentally. They're just you know where am I? What's my position? What in the pack? So they get very disoriented. Yes. Okay. I got my work cut out for me. I've got, got a lot of training I'm going to do this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, you uh, started your fifth season? Yeah. Uh, Friday. Friday is the fifth season, and it's, it's a new season and a new book, new products. You know, everything is new. So we're very happy, very excited about it, and I'm, I'm very excited that my kids get to share, you know, their, their point of view with uh, other children, and my wife gets to share her point of view with women. You know, not from a point of, uh, you know, they were born to be a dog whisperer or anything. They just, you know, learn from me. How, and how old are Andre and Calvin? Uh, Andre is 14, which he get to, uh, fi- you know, rehabilitate his, his first dog. Mm-hmm. And then Calvin is nine, which he rehabilitated his first dog when he was five, a chihuahua. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, everything happens in reason and the right timing. And Andre is now a proud owner of uh, Rod Weiler. Oh, he wow. wanted a dog. Wow. Did, did they hang out at the uh, the center? 
Well, we we own thirty dogs. Yes, really. So that's our family. Our family is unusual family. Mm, yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, father, mother, two kids, and and uh, thirty, 30 dogs. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> all all sizes. You know, three legged dogs, one eyed dogs. You know, dogs that have been abused by other humans. But it's, it's a wonderful thing because my kids can learn to be a human being. You know, to take care of another species and really fulfill their needs, which is wonderful for relationship. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Now, do I guess the dogs don't always get along. In my in my home is a must, yeah. and so in my home, you know, uh, is is what we do. Is you know, definitely we get dogs that have traumatic experiences or they're being used for fighting purposes, and so they learn to be antisocial. But you know, I know that it's in the dog to be social. So so it's just a matter of time for for them to to trust and respect and be loyal to the to the concept of family. So you seem to have an all dog family. Do you have any cats? Is it hard to get cats and dogs to live? You know, live and get along together. And the reason she, the reason she's asking is because that's also an element. There are cats with her Chihuahua, uh-huh. and I guess the Chihuahua is chasing some of the bigger cats. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Well, it, there is a way to to, to uh, stop them from being predators. You know, because that's part of being a dog. They're predator. And um, and so they go after the cat, it becomes a prey. But yeah, I mean, I have rehabilitated many many dogs or cat killers or or you know squirrel killers or they want to go after a horse. Actually, I got to work with the horse whispers <laughs> you know, on season five. Uh, with Monty? No, uh, actually, one of them. Uh, I know there's few few horse whispers, but this is Pat Pirelli. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and so I, we get to work together, and he rehabilitates a horse that kicks and bites, and I rehabilitate the dog that goes after the horse. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's a wonderful episode, you know, having people who understand the psychology behind other species and putting them together is is a good uh, way to show people that it's possible. Well, you know, I'm watching the cats and dogs interact, and I never realized how. They how differently they communicate with each other. Cats communicate differently with cats than dogs communicate with dogs. So the cat is trying to communicate with my dog like you, a cat, and my dog doesn't get it. That's the whole Mars-Venus thing. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Let's complicate it, though. <laughs> I don't know. The cats, I don't know about that. The cats seem very intelligent, and they're thinking things out, and the dogs are like, ho, 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 let's play. <laughs> No, no, they have their own psychology. I, I mean, it's just, they have their own primal intelligence. You know, they don't have the whole intelligence, you know, like computers kind uh-huh. of intelligence. But they have their own primal intelligence. It's just a matter of them coexisting with each other. And then they're still, okay, when the cat does this, that's what it means. When a dog does this, that's what it means. So, mm. you know, it's just a matter of time. Very good. Okay, so uh, I don't have it in front of me. It's on National Geographic. I know that. What time is it at? 8 p.m. Fridays. 8 p.m. Fridays. Check it out. Dog Whisperer, Caesar Milan. Thanks so much for coming back to Animal Radio. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Clive Pierce from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please, please remember to spay and neuter your pet. Hi, this is Shelley Morrison from Willing Grace, and I'm on Animal Radio. Please, spay and neuter your pets. Please. Coming up, animal communicator Joy Turner, bridging the gap between you and your pets if you want to talk to your pet. And let's get you on the phones now, 1-866-405-8405. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The American Veterinary Medical Association reports 4 million U.S. households have reptiles as pets, 
The group is also noting a rise in exotic pets like lizards, baby chicks, hedgehogs, and hamsters among American families. The American Academy of Pediatrics is advising families with children under the age of five to avoid owning those non-traditional pets. The physicians group cited several cases of illness traced to close contact with an exotic pet. One doctor said he treated an infant who had contracted salmonella from the family's pet iguana. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said many people don't understand the risk of infections exotic animals carry. Tampa's SPCA will begin finding homes for the furry survivors of Hurricane Ike. The animals were rescued from Texas and are now being able to be adopted. The organization is going to ask each adopter to sign a waiver stating if the animal's owner is found within 30 days, the adopter would give up custody. The pets were left behind by residents fleeing the storm that devastated southeast Texas last month. Nine months ago, Pepper the Golden Retriever ran away from his Atlanta home while his owners were on vacation. Last week, Pepper showed up at a Florida travel agency, filthy and wet during a thunderstorm. Employee Jay Getman took Pepper in and eventually to a vet. The doctor found an implanted microchip leading to Pepper's Atlanta family. No word on just how the Golden Retriever made the trip south to St. Petersburg, Florida. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And I'm a little bit out of breath today because I'm uh, practicing for the race for the rescues. You're in training, huh? Well, last year, as you remember, I started, I didn't complete (laughs) the children's run. You didn't even come close. Okay, but my heart was in it, okay? Okay. I had good intentions. Of course, it's for a great cause. Hopefully, if you you weren't there last year, you can join us this year. It's at the Rose Bowl. Uh, Jane Lynch was with us there last year. This year, of course, uh, Laura and Preston from Greatest American Dog will be joining us. Um, Carrie Ann from Dancing with the Stars. Now, you watch that religiously. Yes. And, d- you know, don't forget, Jane is going to be there again this year. Oh, she is. Yes, okay. She is. Also, Park Overall. Remember her? I was a big fan. I used to watch the show Emptiness. I guess that kind of dates me, but I used to watch it faithfully. You know what? I find out I have. Uh, I find out she's actually related to Obama. Wow! It, it's right here. Are, are, hello, Park. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm very much related to Obama, and in my little southern hometown, they said, "Well, it must be through marriage." <laughs> <laughs> So how are you doing? What are you up to? I am tickled to death with your lead-in to the show about the animals sleeping in the bed. Do you have pets that sleep in your bed with you? Uh, A multitude. Yes. A veritable multitude. And the last man I dated in New Mexico, Uh there was three nasty dogs up there in the bed with us. And I thought there must not be another woman in the world (laughs) that would tolerate this. I am just thrilled about your radio show. Well, thank you very much. You know, we'll be there broadcasting live. We do this every year at Race for the Rescues. We love to do it. And uh, now, are you going to be running there? Are you just going to... Are you, do you well, plan- honey, if they, they said I had to get up early and everything. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll be there. Yeah? Oh, yeah, I'll come find you. Okay, now, will you be running? That's the question. That was the question, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I could walk. Okay. There's the kids run, walk. 
type event. Well, how far is that? It's uh, what is it this year? Is it five kilometers? I think it's about a mile for the kids. Oh, a mile. I, can, I can do that. Okay, I can do that. And I, am I supposed to bring a dog with me? Uh, well, you can. Shall I walk my llama? Your llama? Do you have a llama? I have five. Oh, really? Tell us about your llamas. They are an extraordinary creature. Um, These are rescues, and they're... They're the most inquisitive animal and the most high-toned animal. They make a cat look friendly. (laughs) (laughs) They're extraordinary and and among my favorite things. And did you know that they are older than the camel? And when the continent split, the camel adapted to an area with less water. Wow. Now, do you have a, what kind of space do you have for them? How much room do they need? I live way out in the country, and I have five acres. Okay. And then I've got four horses. Now, is there such thing as llama hair? Do you do you collect llama hair? I do hair? not collect the llama hair because, as I said, these are not show quality. Oh. They are garage quality. <laughs> <laughs> and how many horses? Four. Four horses. Two of my horses are at Paul Newman's Painted Turtle Ranch. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, it sounds like a big family to feed there. It's pricey. Yeah. Yeah, it's pricey. What do llamas eat? Uh, alfalfa or hay. Yeah. They need a little selenium, uh, and uh. they're just a wonderful creature. Uh, I have one that has berserk llama syndrome. What's, What's that? that? Yeah. Okay, that, when you raise one that its mother wouldn't take and you bottle feed it, mm. uh, they begin to think either you're a llama <laughs> or they're a human. Mommy! And they demand uh, attention, and they do so physically. They can be quite dangerous. I've got one that my neighbor left on me named Lucy, and I just steer clear. (laughs) BLS, BLS. We'll have to watch out for that. BLS, yes. Do you have any dogs or cats? Well, I live in L.A. County. Uh Uh-huh. They allow those there. Uh, No. They're they're awfully... uh, uh, who was it? One of those actresses said how many dogs she had in the county showed up at her door. Ooh. Yeah. Uh. So let's just put it this way. I have a lot of dogs, and I have more cats. Uh, okay. Think but the then same people here. will think I'm a crazy cat lady. <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah, they do. And I resent it. I resent that. Well, you know, there's in this day and age, they think I'm a crazy cat guy. They They have the crazy cat guys now. That's even worse. Yes. Oh, I, I've never heard of a crazy cat guy. That's how bad it is. We've yeah. got to get that into the movies and yes, we do. and get it going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how's a cat herder or cat hoarder? Or... <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. How many do you have? Uh, two, three. Four. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Well, now, back to you, Park. Oh, T- tell my. You're, uh, you're... See, these county ordinances are just hell, aren't they? Yes, yes, they are. Now, they said that, I don't know, I heard this, so I don't know if it's true, that Hulk Hogan, they took his dogs away, he took it to court and lost, and he appealed it. And the judge said, you're absolutely right. You have 15 acres in Malibu. These laws were written for small neighborhoods. Sure. Now, and that is reasonable, Mm -hmm. I think. I don't know if that's a true story, but it's a good one, isn't it? Yes, it is. (laughs) I like it. Now, you're you're kind of an environmental activist. Mm -hmm. You doing any uh, activation lately? 
I've got some gals down in Irwin, Tennessee. See, we, we've got this river, and, uh-huh. and it has a nuclear, a 50-year-old nuclear fuels processing plant on mm. it. Mm. And they are as illegal and nasty as the day is long. I hope they sue me. Mm. Nuclear fuel services, but the thing is, I bought some land and started swimming in that river, and all that nuclear stuff, I swear to God, it cured everything that ailed me. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you glow in the dark? I had an old boyfriend call it and said, help me, help me. I'm down here on the river. I'm green. What do I do? <laughs> and I never could guess his voice. Anyway, the ladies in Irwin, I got the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry up there. Uh-huh. They determined that they could, didn't know if there was a problem or not, which is just, come on. Mm-hmm. People are dying left and right. And, uh, well, hell, they've got a two-headed frog at the agriculture department sitting in formaldehyde on the counter. For real? For real. Wow. Has been there for years. Mm. So anyway, the ladies down there have kicked ass so bad that the Nuclear Regulatory Commission is now saying, okay, how can we help? That's a true story, and it's recent, just okay. in the last week. So they're going to shut it down, or were they going to move it out? What are they going to do? Let's see, who just bought it? GE, I think, just bought it. But they're going to find they have some some hot-headed women down there. <laughs> Make them, uh, uh, walk the line. They're going to have to walk the line. Mm. And you know, it's interesting. All these women left and went and had careers and families and are now back to take care of their parents. Mm. So they have a different worldview mm-hmm. than the mountaineer, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily good or bad. Well, this is in Tennessee you're tell- talking about. East. 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 Okay. Up there in that deliverance land. Okay. Oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where do y'all live? Central California is where our studios oh, are. lovely. It's Wine very country. nice. Wine country. Oh, I love it. Uh, I went there to Big Sur, and I wondered why people got so excited about trees. Then I went to wine country and thought, why do they get so excited about grapevines? <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you didn't try any of the wine, did you? No, honey, I'm a Scotch girl. You're I don't a Scotch. around. Uh, and that's a, that's a Tennessee drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay. My daddy always said, take the hard woman, drink Scotch. <laughs> <laughs> well, Park, we are so out of time, but I have had so much fun with you today. Guys, please, I'm going to find you at the Race for the Rescues, and thank you for sharing Race for the Rescues with everyone, and I hope they'll come, and thank you both so much. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, I'm Vanna White, and I invite you to help solve the puzzle of saving animals' lives. Come on out to the annual Race for the Rescues 5K Run or Walk and Pet Adoption event on Sunday, October 26th at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Proceeds benefit seven nonprofit dog and cat groups. Go to racefortherescues.org to sign up and to make your tax-deductible donation. Make adoption your first option. Racefortherescues.org. Don't forget to join Animal Radio Live at Race for the Rescues. More information at AnimalRadio.com. We wouldn't miss it for the world. We hope you don't. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexen. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. Hello, this is Don DeLuise, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets. They'll always love you back. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. 
The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Hey! You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by AFS, real food for real pets. Visit AFS online at animalfood.com. Hey there, animal lovers. Vinnie Penn, your party animal on Animal Radio. Digging that song again. Got to tell you, that's Def Leppard, an acoustic version of their song Animal. I don't know why it's so important for me to get that out there, but hey, I wanted to. Uh, on a recent installment, I told you guys about the beloved family dog, Cruiser. We had uh, several pets in my house growing up. Uh, Cruiser probably is the, the the one on the biggest pedestal. He was a mini, a mini schnauzer. Yes, all you guys out there with German shepherds and beautiful labs and Rottweilers are thinking, wow, Vinnie Ped had a mini schnauzer, but I'll tell you. He was uh, he was awfully cool, even though what I'm about to tell you uh, might make you question that even more. Uh, nonetheless, told you about Cruiser recently. And ironically enough, right after that installment, uh, moving a few boxes around uh, in the house that we grew up in that my sister uh, had since bought from my parents. And uh, she kept Cruiser's chew toys, which I think is a bit over the top. I don't know. Nasty, dust bunny riddled chew toys uh all masticated with big holes in them maybe some uh dog lovers out there who've lost their dog you know you keep such things i believe there are certain things worth keeping uh like uh, the collar with the you know especially if you have the name on it and whatnot the chew toy is a little over the top but then again uh my sister puts the rat in pack rat so maybe that's the reason nonetheless what we also found in another box or what i found was what I used to call Cruiser's Liberace sweater. Now, bad enough, I'm not a big believer in sweaters on dogs in the first place, although I have seen some cool things. I recently saw a dog actually with a CBGB T-shirt on. I thought that was pretty cool. Certainly a way to strike up a conversation with the ladies. 
But uh, one holiday season, my mom bought uh, Cruiser a sweater that could only be described as a Liberace sweater. Uh, Liberace, uh, for those of you who don't know, was a rather flamboyant, outrageously dressed pianist. Uh, this sweater just screamed. Uh, well, it begs the question. This is the point of this week's um Party animal. This is what leads to the question. I think my mother thought Cruiser was gay. It's the only thing that I could come up with. My mother has since passed away, so I can't ask her. But when I found Cruiser's Liberace sweater, I thought, why did you buy this for him? It's not remotely masculine. The design, Cruiser's boy. Did my mother think Cruiser was a gay dog? And does that exist? Can Is there such a thing as gay dogs and, and gay cats? <laughs> I got to say, no, uh, you know, I watched Cruiser frolic with other dogs. He really didn't treat the boy. Well, there was that one friend of mine who had a dog named Thor and Cruiser used to mount him. But don't they just mount, you know, boy or girl? I, look, it's not going to change my feelings about Cruiser if I were to now discover, hey, I had a gay mini schnauzer. It's not going to change. I'm not going to go home and tear up that picture of the two of us on the beach. That I, I hold so dear, but uh, has there ever been any scientific studies? Have we determined if uh, animals are capable of this? Or, or All I know at the end of the day is gay or straight, cruiser, I love you, I miss you. But I got to say, I do, would prefer if mom just bought you a, my owner went to Florida and all I got was this stupid doggy t-shirt. Vinnie Penn. Party Animal, Animal Radio. We join Animal Radio already in progress. I don't pay her to be my friend. I mean, that's silly. I mean, she... It's just she, like, consider it tips. Oh, oh, hold on for one second. <laughs> hey, Vladi, uh, 1-866-405-8405. Vladi's taking your calls. Uh, we... She's got to fix the light in the studio. There used to be an on-air light in the studio. Apparently, the bulb... <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Technical difficulties. <laughs> He's, he's making his way back into the studio now, and I believe, who do we have? We have Alyssa on the phone? Yes. How are you doing, Alyssa? Okay. Just fine, if I can get my dogs to quit peeing in the house. They're peeing in the oh, house. No. Oh, no. Yes, we adopted. Like that. I got rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> we adopted um, two dogs from the shelter. What breeds, um, Melissa? What breeds? One is a pit mix. The other is um, a Maltese toy poodle mix. Okay, you have two months. Okay. Within a couple of months of each other. Mm-hmm. And they just... Who, who's uh, peeing? Melissa, Melissa, who is peeing all over the house? Um, Mal- Maltese? The, the Maltese is peeing, but both of them are pooping in the house, too. Boy, okay. <laughs> One being, both of them pooping. Okay, yeah. okay. I know you're and it's gonna. It's not all the time. When it happened? Um, it 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 had gotten better, but it's starting to get bad again. All right, now, now... taking them out mm-hmm. four or five times a day, trying to keep them supervised, and sometimes they'll just sneak away. Melissa. Let's mm-hmm. gi- give me please one answer to your question. Uh, uh, give me a straight answer, please. Is it happening when you are uh, away from your house? Um, sometimes. Sometimes and sometimes when you're home and you. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, okay. My last question: How 
old are they and how long it's going on? The little one is probably two. The pit mix um, is about 22 months. Okay. So, okay, Melissa, here is what you have to do. It's a very simple dilemma, and you can go to another people and listen to other stories, and uh, you will be dealing with that uh, for the rest of the pet's life. But if you trust me, we're going to fix it in two okay. weeks. So grab the pencil or pen, and everyone who is listening right now, Please ask everybody to grab the pencil or pen because I'm going to share some wisdom. Uh, grab a pencil dog and wizard. pen because he's going to share some wisdom. Yeah, dog okay, wizard wisdom, yes. And I'm serious. That's, that's going to fix uh, this type of the problem quickly. So okay. all what you need to do, three things. Number one, you have to eliminate the smell. Uh, we have a, a great product on the, ma- on the market uh, by name Simple Solution. Uh-huh. And we are going to use simple solution very liberally, basically spraying and soaking the items and just keeping probably soaking for five, ten minutes sometimes it takes to eliminate the odor. And uh, it's enzyme-based product, great product, probably one of the best on the market. And I don't care whatever you used before, I want to use simple solution, number one. Okay, where can I get that? Okay, number two, where you can get this, any pet store has it. Okay. Okay. Any pet store has it. Number two, I'm going to ask you for two weeks, Melissa, keep one of your eye on the dogs as the hawk. You know what the hawk means? What? Well, like like a hawk. You know, he keeps his eye on... Uh, yes. One of your... Thank you for yeah. translation. So, one of your eyes is, is on both dogs. Se- mm-hmm. You know, I don't care what one of your eyes is doing, but second is on the dogs. Okay, if you cannot keep your second eye on the dogs, dogs goes to the crate. Melissa, you promised me you got to do it for two weeks. Dogs are creature of habits. You cre- you cannot explain to your dogs, please don't pin poop in my house. You know, no way. You just can recreate the old habits. And the only way you can recreate... Uh, excuse me, recreate the new habits if the old habits were not happening. You see, when mm-hmm. when the mom is raising the child, she's cleaning first after them. She's eating their poop. She she does she don't allow them to pee and poop in the uh, in the den area. And when mm-hmm. they get a little bit older, she's kicking them away so they would pee and poop somewhere. So they have that natural instinct: don't pee and poop where they live. The only thing is, you need to show her they live everywhere in your home. How to do that? This is number three. You need to you need to re, re, reintroduce your house as it's yours by marking your territory. In other words, you don't need to yourself go pee poop like marking your territory. I was worried about that. No, you don't need to do that. You can that do simple. Be a little difficult. Yeah, well, as well, especially if you're female, not the male. Male can do it much easier. Yeah, I can see? mark my house in five minutes if I want to. <laughs> Right now, my house here is so small. It's like a little bit bigger than two, than the dog's uh, You could actually mark your house sitting down, couldn't you? Just from one place. <laughs> not in your... Not a, you might need a whole lot of water ahead of time. <laughs> so we have a fun here, too. Anyway, so what I wanted you to do, you can do it simply by putting color and leash on both dogs and walking with them around your house. 
especially I want to put in the sit stay and down stay if you can, at least sit stay, especially in the area where before they pee and poop. Just walk them around. And norm, uh-huh. Normally it's happening in the bedrooms or something when basically you don't spend too much time with the pets. So instead of avoiding the problem, deal with the problem. Get them back to those areas. Play with them and do some training with them. That will be a great, uh, great uh, point you make to them. That's your territory. And they have a natural instinct back up from the territory which belongs to the leader. And the last thing, uh, as we all know, we don't like to eat hamburger in the bathroom, on the bathtub, uh-huh. <laughs> or, or on the toilet. But the same well, thing. Wait, 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 speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> but the <laughs> dog. Most people. Yeah, most people. Thank you. Yes. Judy always diplomat. She always likes to say politically correct things. But, but the dogs hate it. They don't like to pee and poop five, six feet away from where they're eating. So, okay. in, so what you need to do, put four, five, six footballs around your home. And if it's okay, you know, if they, and try to feed them exactly in those area where before they pee and poop. Even if it's empty bowl, still keep it there. It will keep mm-hmm. them away from that area. And if, and on top of everything, one quick tip, uh, get some type of the product maybe from hardware store, which has, um, that's kind of citronella oil. And if you have a right flooring, not the carpet, you you can do this. Basically, uh-huh. use a little bit of citronella oil, like, like a smell, and put it around the area where you would like your dog, you don't want your dogs to be around. That will keep them away. Everything together will work, not one thing at the time. Okay. Thank that you. That sounds great. I appreciate it. We appreciate your call, yes? 1 This is Animal Radio Network. Network.